Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We're about to be back on. What's up, baby? Give your brother some motivation. He's kind of struggling this morning. Fine. Just not doing great. Good job. Thanks, Stephen. Thank you. I love you it. had a warm-up. I had a warm-up. You know, it's a good point. Your brother's actually doing better than me. He's carrying me this morning. <laughs> Welcome in another episode. What's right with Nick Wright, the podcast, the YouTube show. Like, rate, subscribe, review. I'm hearing we're actually falling behind a bit on audio subscribers doing great on YouTube. So if you like the podcast, you can tweet about it, IG about it, TikTok about it, or tell your friends. And if you're listening to the podcast, but you're not subscribing, go ahead and subscribe. Tell other people to subscribe. Do all that. We So something about the podcast. We got caught a bit and not really caught, but for the really for the first time, we were in an unwinnable situation with Tuesday's pod. We record of these podcasts the afternoon of the day before they're released. We do that so our graphics people can do stuff, so they can get up on YouTube, all that stuff. So we did a huge portion of Tuesday's pod on Kyrie Irving's future, and then about five hours, or probably less than that, a few hours after we finished recording, Kyrie Irving opted in to his deal with the Nets. Now, I would feel worse about not having a heads up on that until I found out the Nets also didn't have a heads up on that, that they found out the way we all did via Sham Sharania. So I'm telling you all that to say this. The reason we couldn't re-record is because I was at a Yankee game. Demonte wasn't invited. I took Diora or his younger sister and her two friends to the Yankee game. Yep. Dude, were you bothered by that, by the way? Yeah, I was actually really mad about missing the baseball game. Okay, well, you weren't mad about missing the baseball game. That I know. However... I also know that it was a little weird because when I found out I had the tickets, I said, you were in the kitchen. I said, Diora, invite some <laughs> friends. If they can't come, Demonze. <laughs> and so, and you were like, oh, thanks. But that really was the situation. Yeah, no, and I then, wasn't wounded. By and it. then Diora invited some friends and they couldn't go. And then she invited another group of friends. They couldn't go. And yeah. then finally, <laughs> you were almost in there. You were this close to being in there. But unfortunately, Diora's like third pick of friends ended up trumping <laughs> you going to the baseball game so point is we couldn't re-record the reason i'm telling you that is a a bit of a mea culpa for tuesday and mea also culpa. a little you know update as we are recording this wednesday afternoon free agency technically starts in the nba or the early tampering period all that stuff tomorrow which is when this comes out so there is a possibility 
there is some breaking news between when we finish today and when you hear it tomorrow. If there is enough leeway, enough lead time, we'll add something to the show. But my guess is it's going to be pretty quiet over the next 18 hours. We shall see. All right, so there is the preamble. Now we will get into the show, and as we always do, we will discuss what we are not discussing. What did not make the show today is, oh my goodness, Serena losing in round one at Wimbledon. Only the third time ever she's lost in the first round of a major. She didn't train. She was out of shape. She shows up to Wimbledon. Looked like it was going to be a stirring first round victory. You didn't watch. She loses the first set, I think 7-5. Wins the second set, 6-1. And then third set goes to a tiebreaker. She's a she's two points away from winning the match. Ends up losing in a tiebreaker, 10-7. Sorry, Serena. Serena might never get that Margaret Court passing major. It's a shame she was so close to the US Open a few years ago. The commanders extend scary Terry. That is Terry McLaurin. What are you laughing about? Nothing. Man. That I mentioned Margaret Court? Yeah. The, the, Do you know anything whole, about the open era? The whole thing was crazy. No, but you, I listen, actually did see the tennis match. But. You did not see the tennis match. All right. You are lying. Fair enough. Of course, hey, fair we, enough. We can agree to disagree. I'm we're not, not agreeing to disagree on anything. We are agreeing that you are. What channel was it on? Seven. <laughs> Seven. Oh, I love that. You're learning from me. Just if you just lie confidently and immediately. It was on ESPN, by the way. Okay. And then a $500 NFL, NBA, NHL parlay nets $270,000. Guy bet on the Rams, the Warriors, and the Colorado Avalanche all to win championships. It was a $500 free bet. And that's almost a quarter of a million bucks. Shout out to him. All right. That is the longest preamble we've done. I was about Let's, to say, for what we're not doing, that was the, a lot of... A lot of information we're on not, what we're not doing. We try to be a full-service <laughs> show. Okay, what what are we doing today? Go ahead and start our new 16-minute clock. Okay. Kyrie and Russ are both opting into their player option. Yeah. But teams are still expected to pursue Kyrie via trade. Yeah. Uh, you know LeBron probably, or most likely, wants Russ out of there. Uh-huh. Will either one of these guys be on their current team by the start of the season? Oh, I think they're both going to be on the, their team by the start of the season. Okay. I do not think Kyrie is going to finish the season with the Nets. I think the whole thing, let's start with Kyrie, then we'll get to Russ. The whole thing with Kyrie and the Nets was uncomfortable. And the fact that he didn't inform the team he was opting in. Weird. Is weird. The fact that the team said, listen, find a sign and trade. You find someone that wants you. Shows that the Nets weren't exactly devastated the possibility, pardon me, of his of him leaving. Right. Brian Windhorst reported that Joe Sy was, was willing to lose Kyrie and Kevin Durant in order to avoid what happened last year, all the mayhem. And that leads me to believe that Kyrie is on his final strike. And so do we expect Kyrie to have perfect attendance, perfect behavior <laughs> throughout the year? I think that's a tough one. Additionally, we found out that Kyrie would not be devastated about leaving the Nets, not only because he was trying to go to one of six other places, but also what's been reported in the last 48 hours is that the Nets offered him multiple contracts that were longer term than just one year. He turned them all down. His only counteroffer, was a one-year, essentially the deal he's on now, plus a player option, meaning Kyrie was not willing to accept any contract that guaranteed he was going to be with the Nets long-term. And so, to me, this is a marriage of necessity at the moment. 
This is a situation. I think he's stalling to get to the Lakers a little bit later. Well, I don't know if the Lakers, if, if I know people keep bringing up the Kyrie for Russ thing, the Nets don't want that. So I don't know that there is a viable path to the Lakers, but I feel like this is a toxic relationship right now, but a divorce, it, the both parties feel like they can't afford it. And so just sleeping it, in different rooms right it, now. It's not great. And so I, I don't know that Kyrie is going to finish the season with the Nets. Now we go to Russ. The Lakers, fact, Joe Von Boo of The Athletic, you know, just reported that they are still shopping Russ, but they are unwilling to attach any draft picks to him to get him off the team. It is just baffling to me that the Lakers have convinced themselves that either the 2027 or the 2029 first-round pick is this incredibly valuable thing. Because what that implies is the Lakers think they're going to be really bad in short order. Why would you think that? So let's so here's the LeBron piece. LeBron likely isn't going to be on the team in a year, okay? If he is on the team, it's because he's still excellent. If he's not on the team, you have all that cap space that is opened up and you are the Lakers of the number one free agent destination of the last 50 years in the NBA. Additionally, you have locked into his contract Anthony Davis in the prime of his career. Why are you doing all these things operating as if, well, by 2025, we're going to be terrible? In 2025, you're either going to have, I guess, still have LeBron if he's playing at this level, which is highly unlikely, or you're going to have the cap space that LeBron's $50 million coming off the books creates, and you're going to have Anthony Davis on your team. So I just don't like how the Lakers have been operating. I think it's incredibly foolish. I think they're, the, the fact that they, at, they you look at the Lakers over the last 40 years, none of their stars were homegrown guys. They are trades and and free agent signings. And so that's how they got LeBron. It's how they got Anthony Davis. It's how they got Shaq. They traded for Kobe on draft day. I mean, you go back to Eddie Jones. And so uh, Kareem, yes, they drafted Magic. They drafted Worthy. But they, they even acquired Wilt. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me how they're running things in Los Angeles. I don't think Russ is going to magically work there. I don't think he's magically going to become a good defender. So, no, I am I am as pessimistic about this season for the Lakers as I have been for any LeBron James season of my entire life. All right, what's next? That was a great, understandable take right there. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. I like the yeah. positive reinforcement. Yeah. <laughs> you can tell I was a little down before the show. You're trying to pick me up. I appreciate that. All right, go ahead. I got you, man. Houston bought out John Wall. Yeah. He's signing with the Clippers. Mm-hmm. So PG-13, Kawhi, and John Wall would have been a great big three. Yeah. Maybe about five, ten years ago. Okay. Uh, but which L.A. team do you think is more delusional in their chances at winning a title? Oh, I think the Clippers can win the title. I, I thought the Clippers were poised to be one of the two best teams in the West before they added John Wall. Now, I don't think John Wall's a real needle mover. He could be. I think anyone that is coming out today or this week with a like an incredibly strong John Wall take is being a little disingenuous. John Wall 
I'm doing this off the top of my head, but I believe this to be true. His last five years games played. 41, 32, 0, 40, 0. He has not played more than 41 games in any of the last five years, and in the last three years combined, he played 40 total games. He has had a couple horrific injuries, and then last year, the Rockets just put him on ice all year. So anyone acting like you're going to get 20.9 assists, dynamic John Wall, I think they're being misleading. Flip side is this, anyone acting like, oh, John Wall clearly has nothing left, you're just guessing. Well, I, People thought that about a much older player, Al Horford, whose team year before this sat him the whole year the way Houston sat John Wall. The year off actually helped Al Horford, and he was excellent. Right Now, the problem with Wall is he's never been a great shooter. He's relied on his athleticism. And that athleticism obviously is not the same now that he's into his 30s and now that he's suffered the injuries. But do I think John Wall could be better than Reggie Jackson? I absolutely do. Do I think it's worth the $7 bucks for the Clippers? Absolutely. So if Ka- And Kawhi also just had a year off. I know he's rehabbing the ACL, but I, I think the Clippers, they have an excellent coach. If Kawhi and Paul George are healthy, I think that they are not going to deal with some of the leadership issues they dealt with their first year together with when Doc Rivers was there. So I trust Ty Lue. Kawhi's excellent when he's available. Anything you get from John Wall's a bonus. So I don't think the Clippers are being delusional about their title chances at all. I, I think the Lakers right now have no title chances. I think the Lakers absolutely are delusional if they think they are a title contending team with, with the moves that they've made, with it, which are no moves whatsoever. They're just right. going to lose people. All right. What's next? Your best pal Draymond had some funny things to say on his podcast. Yeah. I uh, said that they wouldn't, they would have beat the war. I mean, they would have beat the Rockets without Katie, mm-hmm. but wouldn't have beaten the Cavs without Katie. Uh huh. So obviously, you know, you're going to defend LeBron's legacy here. Okay. Why would he say these things? Well, I don't know why Draymond would say these things other than the content, you know, wheel keeps on spinning and he's got to create it. Uh, You know, I haven't said anything about Andrew Wiggins lately. Skip's on vacation. Stephen A's on vacation. So his real passion of media criticism, he didn't have anything, you know, new berries to pluck there. So instead he said, you know, Steph couldn't create his own shot and they wouldn't have beaten the Cavs without Katie. So do I agree with him? Yes, I do agree with him. Do I agree with him, though, that they would have beaten the 2018 Rockets? I actually don't. They almost lost the 2018 Rockets with KD. They're yeah. down 3-2 in that series, and then Chris Paul got hurt. But here is what I find interesting, and this is where I'm going to talk about LeBron. Because this is why I find the count the rings part of the GOAT debate so reductive and so boring. Because wh- who is better, Michael Jordan? or LeBron James, something that should not factor into that debate at all is Kevin Durant's life decisions. But it ended up being maybe, for most people, the determining factor. Because let's just take, let's say Draymond, who did play in these series, let's say he's correct, that the Warriors would have lost to the Cavs in 2017 and 2018 without Kevin Durant. If that would have happened, LeBron would now be sitting here with six rings. Yep. And if LeBron had six rings, including a three-peat, which Draymond's talking about, then it would probably be 85-15, 
LeBron versus MJ as far as who the GOAT is. Instead, it's about 85-15 the other direction because it's six rings to four instead of six rings to six. But Kevin Durant's life decisions have n- n- should not be correlated at all with who's the better basketball player, Michael Jordan or LeBron James. Yeah. But it skews the debate more than just about anything imaginable. And so, yeah, I do agree with, I think the best we have ever seen LeBron, as good as he was in Miami, was the, the greatest stretch of his career was the final three games of the 2016 finals up until the first game of the 2018 finals. That's the J.R. Smith game. Yeah. And then, you know, LeBron punches the wall in the locker room after the game, messes up his hand, they end up losing the last three games. But that playoff run in 2018 is the highest level of basketball anyone has ever played. He had two buzzer beaters to win games. He had eight 40-point games. He had 51-8-8 eight eight in game one of the finals. Almost, I think it's the greatest game anyone's ever played, almost single-handedly beating that Warriors team. And KD was the difference. And so I just find, if, if you think Jordan or Kareem or Wilt or LeBron or hell, it, it, there's maybe, maybe a small case you made for magic. Any of those guys are the greatest players ever. I will listen to you. But it, when it just comes down to the amount of the, just the rings, like that's that movie where, oh gosh, I forget the movie. It's like Paul Rudd's in it. Jason Segal's in it. They're arguing with these little kids and the little black kid says to him, uh, it's the, the only argument you have is six rings. And Jason Segal yells back in his face. It's the only argument I need, Something Brian. Bottles or gold bottles. Bottle gold, maybe role models. Role models. Yeah. Someone telling you something in your <laughs> ear. Old bottles <laughs> instead of role models. <laughs> trying to do the oh, I think I remember it. Oh, they're telling me, but I can't quite hear them correctly. Role <laughs> models is the movie. Oh, but me, uh, sorry, buddy. But that really is what it is. Yeah. It really is. And so I just find that argument to be, uh, a little banal and a and a little trite. For what could be a little banal and a little bit of trite. Yep. A little bit of banal and a little bit of trite. All right. Well, there's not a little bit of. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Banal. Banal. B E N A L. B A N A L. Would you like me to read the definition? Lacking in originality as to become obvious and boring. Dude. Is that not the perfect word? Stellar use of banal. Thank you. Appreciate that. Good job. You should work that into your. your lexicon all right what's next my lexicon let's do it free agency starts this thursday Mm -hmm. it's possible that all these guys we're about to talk about are all signed by the time you guys hear this yep uh but we want to know what 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 are the best fits in free agency okay big names like bradley beal zach levine jalen brunson and uh deandre aiden Mm -hmm. so instead of predicting we came up with a little dating game a dating game. Yep. Okay, what's that? So, uh, you know, we're going to show you a player. Uh-huh. And then we That's Jalen going Brunson. to swipe right on which team. Exactly. Uh, each card will have their own little attributes and stuff, but the people will see this. Okay. So, if you're... Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. no it's me. Yeah, go it's, ahead. It's my I, turn. I have a question in a moment. But so, ahead. if you're Jalen Brunson, Brunson, who are you swiping on? The Mavs or the Knicks? So here's my question. No, we were going to show it. The, okay, don't worry about Sorry, that. Guys. Don't worry about it. You're fine. You're, you're whispering into the microphone. It's not actually a <laughs> uh, it, 
I don't know which way to do. Don't don't go through the graphics yet. I am. I'm only 37, but I've been with your mom for 15 years. You're about to say something about Tinder. Correct. Which is so I stopped being single in like 07, 08, yeah. which predates all the apps. Yeah. So I've never had a I think eHarmony might have been out. Tint, but that was a website back then. Okay. It, I don't think it was an app. My point is this. Is swipe right good or bad? Swiping right is great. Swipe, so you want to – so I swipe, swipe right on what like I want. the person. Yes, or okay. if you like the team. So if you're Jalen Brunson, should you be swiping right? Now we can show the On cards. the Dallas Mavericks the or Dallas the New York Dallas Mavericks or the New York Knicks. I think for Brunson, the Mavs obviously make more sense. I am also, I also believe he's signing with the Knicks. I think giving Jalen Brunson four years for 110 million is wildly irresponsible for the Knicks. (laughs) And I am glad the Mavs are not doing it. I understand the Mavs might be taking a slight step back with this, but you, Jalen Brunson is a nice player. He is not good enough. For him to be Luca's one other, you know, max near max level player, if you're going to go win titles, this so is great I, for Luca. I think it's be- I, not it, great, but it's not great, but it doesn't lock them into a team with a hard ceiling. Right. So I would tell Jalen, if the Mavs are offering you five four for a hundred, take that. I listen. His dad coaches with the Knicks. His former agent runs the Knicks. His current agent's dad runs is, is the guy running the Knicks. There's all these connections. They've cleared all this cap space. He's going to pick the Knicks for four for 110, which is just too much money for Jalen Brunson. All right, what's next? If you're Bradley Beal, who are you swiping on? Washington Wizards or Miami Heat? Okay, so Beal's not – Beal, I believe, he is a free agent, but I believe what Beal's going to do, or he could be a free agent, I should say, is take the max from Washington – and then if he wants to leave, ask ask out later, which is something NBA teams are getting very frustrated with guys doing, taking the max money from the hometown, if you will, team, and then a year or two later asking out. But Beal seems to like it in Washington. They're going to give him five for 250 or close to it. He's going to pick uh, Washington. Obviously, if you're actually chasing a ring, you'd be better off trying to find your way down to Miami. But I do not think that's realistic at all. All right, what's last? Okay. DeAndre Ayton, you are swiping or the San Antonio Spurs or the Atlanta Hawks? Oh, I the Atlanta Hawks to me is without a question. The Spurs, I don't under the, the Spurs, first of all, you don't know who the coach is going to be long term because I think Pop is gonna move is gonna retire soon. Okay. Second of all, they might be trading away their best player, DeJounte Murray. The Hawks, meanwhile, I like Trey a lot. He's not where he needs to be yet. I like some of their other young pieces. And I think DeAndre Ayton could be excellent for them. So I am absolutely going with the Atlanta Hawks. I'm swiping right on the Atlanta Hawks if I'm DeAndre Ayton. Great job, by the way, on these little, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're not watching on YouTube, this is a segment to go check out on YouTube because the little title cards of these guys, their Tinder profile pictures, it's really embarrassing moment, fun facts, favorite quotes. It's very fun. I was watching it while we were doing it because I hadn't seen those. Okay, we almost hit the clock. The reason we didn't was because you screwed up the game. You didn't know how to get us into it. it You were whispering into the microphone. You have to take that L, not me. We'll be right back. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie. 
your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. I gave you the definition of banal. Do you yeah. know the definition of trite? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, it's synonym of banal. <laughs> Not quite, but there's, there's a good... What if I say it's... <sighs> trite? I guess Wait, say, of... say it in another sentence. Like, so give me some context. It, it, well, Let's it, do no, this. It, no, because it. I now know people can feed things into your ears. No, so no, you're no, just, no, no. You're, what's happening right now is Demonze is stalling, and the reason he needs to stall <laughs> is because our control room also doesn't know the definition of pretty basic SAT words, <laughs> so they need the time to Google it. Uh, I'm not stalling at all. Nobody's gonna, nobody say anything to me. That was me talking to you. Yep, you got them. They're not going to say anything. You just saw them. I don't so, trust those people. Man, I just think that you can't use it in another sentence. It's well, you were right that it is a synonym of banal. Yeah. So, so it's like something if something is cliche or something is it means just unoriginal. Okay. Like banal, so yeah, they are a little redundant. But I'm telling I you, I can't this, wait to use that word. Which one? Banal trite. or trite? Trite's a pretty it's a funny one. It's a funny one. And I feel like somebody would slap me in my face like after saying it for some reason. You hang with a lot of people that use physical violence if you, <laughs> if you, if you if someone no. says a word they don't understand. <laughs> like, that's your crew. Your crew is just handing out open hands. The barbarians. For like, for trying to educate them. If you're, if you, I, you drop erudite in a conversation, all of a sudden you get punched in the head. Dude. That's that's who you're hanging with? Hey, man, let's talk about Baker Mayfield. Okay, you ready let's, for the let's ready? Do it. You want to start the segment? Okay, all right, welcome back in. What's right with Nick Wright? Uh, we're going to play a game in just a moment. It's everyone's favorite new game, Nick Wright Public Defender. But before that, let's talk Baker Mayfield. Go right ahead, Demonze. Oh. With Deshaun Watson potentially getting suspended, yep. Mayfield says both sides are ready to move on. But, or, or sorry, but he, he hasn't burned any bridges with the Browns yet. No, he hasn't. If they were he's to make, actually handled himself quite well. Yeah. For I, all the Baker Mayfield critics out there, he's handled this whole situation quite well, but go ahead. Right. And, and he said if they were to make up, it would be on the Browns to reach out. Yeah. And no team seemed to be exactly drooling at the thought of Baker Mayfield. Mm -hmm. uh, but the Browns, the Browns may be without Watson for the year and they don't own their trade or their picks. Yep. So who needs who more, Baker or the Browns? They need each other. And this is what the Browns need to do, okay? Because the Deshaun Watson trade might go down as the worst trade in NFL history. <laughs> it's on the board. They traded all those picks, gave them all that guaranteed money, and it is on the board that he never plays again. I'm not saying I'm predicting he never plays again, 
But that could happen, and it is overwhelmingly likely that he misses at least 10 games, maybe the full season, maybe more than that. So, and it is. Are they just coming to a verdict right now? Well, right now, they're, his people are meeting with the NFL's people, and they're. But ultimately, stuff, okay. the NFL is going to decide what they want, and it might end up being fought in actual court, not just NFL court. It's going to take some time. The Browns, because they don't own their picks, because they're theoretically a good team, they can't go into the year with Jacoby Brissett, and I like Jacoby. They can't go into the year with Jacoby as their starting quarterback. Baker, meanwhile, has no team that seems to be thirsting at the idea of him being the starting quarterback and any team that would want him is going to be a terrible team like Seattle. So it is in everyone's best interest. So if I were Cleveland, if I'm Andrew Barry, I call Baker Mayfield. I'm like, let's get together, Baker. I'll come to you. Right. And listen, man, you don't like us. We understand. We'd like to tell you we like you, but our actions speak otherwise. We hope you understand. However. You want a big, long-term, guaranteed contract. We want to win as many games as possible this year. Our incentives are actually aligned right now. Right. So what we would like for you to do is come in and be our starting quarterback for, listen, if, if Deshaun only gets a half-year suspension, that's, that's perfect because the trade deadline's right around week eight. You play well. Someone then will want you, will trade you there. If he gets suspended for the whole year, you play for us the entire season. And here, and you play well. Now, all of a sudden, you have real value and you'll be a true free agent. Here's what we'll give you we will amend your contract, not for more money, but we will amend your contract so it says we cannot franchise tag you. And if, if that will, if we trade you, that team won't be able to franchise tag you either. That way, after this year, you are a true free agent. You ball out. We win. You win. Hey, we don't have to like each other in order to work together. That is absolutely what the Browns should do. I wonder if they will have the, you know, if they will swallow their pride enough. Because I think Baker would do it. Because Baker wants to play. And Baker yeah. wants to prove to the world he's still a high-level starting quarterback in this league. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, I th- I think that uh, playing for the, the playing for the Browns is definitely Baker Mayfield's best best option right now. It's his yeah. best option without question. The Browns need to open that door. I think they should. I think Baker's handled this about as well as anyone can. And the listen, the Browns that it's not that doesn't save the Browns from the fact that they were one in thirty one the two years before they got Baker Mayfield. They then got annoyed that he wasn't one of the five best quarterbacks in football. Right. So they traded all their picks and gave all this guaranteed money to a guy who may never play for them. But at least for this season, it could salvage it. All right. Time for the game now. Nick Wright, public defender. What are you doing? What are you reaching for? Got you in. Oh, you, oh, you got props? Yeah. You have a gavel? Hold on. What else do you have? Oh, this is getting zany. I get it. Why do I get a gavel? You're the you're supposed to. Oh, it says Nick Wright Public Defender on it. Let me see yours. Does yours say anything? Oh, yeah, they. Demonze, judge and jury. Yep. All right. Well, just so I listen, I'm surprised. Oh, you have a judge's wig. Yes, yeah, it's, it's. I I didn't. You got to put this on. Yeah, I do. Got to put. It oh, on. this is great. Oh, I love it. 
by the way, I, I'm surprised because a lot of our producers, I'm sure, have spent a lot of time in and out of courtrooms. The lawyers don't get gavels. I do appreciate that you guys gave me one, but I shouldn't have one. Demonze should have one. Okay, who's my first client? Oh, so the Knicks traded away their draft picks, cleared up cap space for Kimba, uh, hired Jalen Brunson's dad to coach and yeah. potentially recruit him. Mm-hmm. Uh, are they going all in on R.J. Barrett and Jalen Brunson future? defend the Knicks here. All right, let me say this on the front end of at least this one. I want to make this very clear. I do not like what the Knicks are doing. Okay. And I am the, the Nick Wright the idea of Nick Wright public defender is I have to defend things no matter what even if I don't agree with them. Okay? So I don't want anyone to clip this, this be like oh sound Nick in court. No, this I we're not like in court yet. Doing. We're not in court oh, yet. Okay. I'm just letting the audience know how this works. Okay. So, who's my client? The Knicks. And I need to defend their offseason, correct? Yes. Okay. So, I'm, I'm defending Leon Rose and World Wide West. For all of you out there criticizing that our moves of acquiring B-level players, like a Julius Randle, like a Jalen Brunson, stocking up draft picks, all of you folks saying that isn't the way, you're the Knicks, you're supposed to be big fish, big whale hunting. So who's the last superstar to say, you know what? I want to sign with the New York Knicks in free agency. The, the, our previous regimes, what? They got an old Amari Stoudemire. They got an old Antonio McDyce. They traded everything in the world for Carmelo Anthony so they couldn't compete with Carmelo Anthony. How many times do you want the Knicks to follow the same path that hasn't worked out? Oh, you want me to hold this cap space? What? So I can then overpay in a trade for Donovan Mitchell? I I I could trade all RJ Barrett and other pieces and draft picks to get Donovan Mitchell? Or I can just sign outright a player who is 75% the cost of Donovan Mitchell, but 80% the player in Jalen Brunson. And and everyone criticizing Julius Randle. Yes, a guy's not allowed to have one bad year. He was second team All-NBA. He got MVP votes just a year ago. And and R.J. Barrett, third overall pick of the draft. He played one year in college. Did you not see signs of improvement? I did. So what we are doing in New York is we are still going to have some cap flexibility. We are building a, call it, minimized big three of R.J. Barrett, who one day will be the best player on the team, Julius Randle is the second best player. Jalen Brunson is the third best player, plus having these draft picks, plus having the cap flexibility. So in case, what if Kevin Durant sours on Brooklyn but doesn't want to leave the city of New York where his businesses are set up? What if Kyrie Irving all of a sudden next offseason decides, you know what, I want to stay in New York, but I don't want to stay with the Nets because I'm angry at how they've treated me? Or what if... The, the next superstar X, like a Zion Williamson, says, hey, I want to play with my college teammate, R.J. Barrett. We, we're sorry we're not trying to microwave this thing. We are trying to do a long-term plan, unlike all the previous Knicks regimes. I rest my case. Okay, can I say something real quick? Is it once? No, that's fine. You did fine. I don't believe anything what I just said. I think that what the Knicks are doing is batshit insane. Okay, all right, what's my next client? Probably right. This is a this is a fun one. Mm-hmm. So 
Kendrick Perkins went on to a podcast with J.J. Redick and mm-hmm. Tommy Alter mm-hmm. to say that he prayed that LeBron got hurt in the Eastern Conference, Eastern semifinals, whatever it is, yeah, in Eastern 2008. Eastern Conference semifinals in 2008. More, more yeah. specifically, prayed that he tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. Uh, J.J. Redick and Tommy Alter tried to give him out multiple times, but, you know, he said, still put it up. Defend your client here, Kendrick Perkins. This is very simple. Uh, what do you want? from your country what do you want from your media what do you want from your sports media honesty honesty thank you your honor yep. that's what you know that's what we expect in this courtroom yep. do you want honesty or do you just want generic pablum look it up your honor uh do you just want you know <laughs> just hey you know just coach speak and players speak of oh yeah we always just want to, we want to play the best teams at their best. Yeah. Or do you want a player to tell you the cold, hard truth? That, you know what? I want to win the title. I don't care. I don't want to have to go through the best. I want the easiest path possible. And that 23-year-old LeBron James scared the hell out of me and my client, Kendrick Perkins. And so what? what by attacking Kendrick Perkins, you are attacking the truth. By attacking Kendrick Perkins, you are attacking the ability for anyone to ever be honest with their opinion if it goes against what, dare I say, the woke mob would demand. Now, I know all of you would like to cancel Kendrick Perkins because... No, no, I'm sorry. I, I, I honestly don't want to cancel. I, I actually respect the, the honesty. It's very refreshing. But, are, well, Your Honor, I'm not I'm sure so- you're supposed to chime in with an opinion in this case. <laughs> Maybe you're supposed to recuse yourself if you're pro Kendrick Perkins. Maybe keep that to yourself, and then in your chambers, be like, "Ah, good, good point." My public defender there. Order in the court. Uh, or, or, okay, I'm I'm ruling you out of order because you're not supposed to be giving an opinion here. Let's just move on to the next one. All right, let's do it. Uh, the Nathan's hot dog eating contest is Monday. Yeah, Joey Chestnut has won 14 of the last 15. Some say that he's the greatest athlete of all time. Uh huh. Your client is anyone who thinks Joey Chestnut is the goat of goats. Defend them. Okay, I I would ask, ladies and gentlemen of the jury and the prosecution, to whom, whom against is, to who, who is Joey Chestnut competing against? If the question is the greatest athletes of all time, <laughs> you're going to say, oh, Michael Jordan. Basketball has been around for less than 150 years. Oh, I think it's Muhammad Ali. Oh, okay. Boxing in its present form has been around for 250 years. Oh, I think it's Usain Bolt. Oh, okay. Running has been around for a couple thousand years. You know what's been around longer than all of those by a factor of about 50? Hot dogs? Eating. (laughs) And in fact, one could argue that Usain Bolt, Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan, none of them could have survived, let alone thrived, without the one skill my client has mastered, which is eating. (laughs) Now, can you eat without being able to run? You can Can you run without being able to eat? You cannot. Can you throw a football like Tom Brady without being able to eat? Of course not. And in fact, the greatest athletes ever 
of the modern era, what do they spend a lot of time focusing on? What they eat, how they eat, their nutrition. My client, on the other hand, he's not just the greatest hot dog eating. He's not doesn't just hold hot dog eating championships. Basically, every food out there. You want oysters? Go to Joey Chestnut. You want chicken wings? Go to my client, Joey Chestnut. You want to see the guy who can drink the most lemonade? Go to Joey Chestnut. So if someone, people have literally been eating for as long as there have been people. There was never a period of time where people existed and eating didn't. He's the greatest ever to do. It's like, you'd be like, you, you know who could be a better athlete than my client? Bring me the greatest breather ever. Someone, if, if there are breathing competitions held worldwide in different levels of atmosphere, different oxygenation levels, and all of a sudden, that guy is just kicking everyone's ass and breathing, I might say, you know what, Joey? You're now the second GOAT. But until that competition exists, when there is something as as essential to life as literal nutrition... And he's the greatest ever. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say he's the greatest athlete ever. Or you can be like, no, actually, Nick, it's this guy who throws this pigskin on a field that's 100 <laughs> yards long. Or this guy who puts this basketball in this circle that we just arbitrarily decided it's 10 feet tall. Sounds stupid when you think about it. It really does. The only person who I will listen to is Usain Bolt because there is an argument that, that you know, 8,000 years ago, Yes, folks had to eat. They also had to run because they had to run from saber-toothed tigers dinosaurs. and whatnot. But not dinosaurs. Not 8,000 years ago, but okay, a little bit once BC. Again, once again, Your Honor, I appreciate <laughs> you embracing the fact that dinosaurs did exist. However, we now need to get you to remind you, Your Honor, dinosaurs <laughs> and human beings never overlapped. There was never a human being that had to run from a dinosaur. They did have to run, though, from some woolly mammoths, yep. from some saber-toothed tigers. So I'll listen to Usain Bolt. However, those folks that had to run, they eventually could retire to a cave and block it off where they didn't have to run. You know what they had to do in that cave? Eat. There, there are no days off on eating. That, that's the truth. That's why Joey Chestnut's the goat. All right, that's the latest edition of Nick Wright Public Defender. And you know who listens and watches the podcast? A man who once upon a time had a great podcast of his own, but now is just doing bigger and bigger things on TNT with the inside the NBA crew, Adam Lefko and Lefko. I went to college with did radio with in college said that I absolutely need to go to Louisiana and try to take the bar there. I'd say about three more installments of Nick Wright, public defender. And I just assume someone's going to give me an honorary law degree and then I can take the bar in New York state. I don't see why not. I don't, I mean, like, can, can we very just, strong case? Can we just be honest America about something before we move on? I might be the greatest in the world at constructing impromptu arguments that I don't even agree with myself. You guys want to know something? I hate Joey chestnut. But by the end of that, I had at least some of y'all being like, you know what? He makes a strong case. You know what? Maybe he is the greatest athlete ever. We'll be right back. Yeah, Gabe fooled. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. 
Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. All right, welcome back in. What's right, Nick Wright podcast, YouTube show. Uh, we're about to wrap the show. Uh, I got some questions for you, pal. I don't know why you had that cheesy little grin on your face right there. I just got some why things aren't about to be great. Oh. No, no, no. I, I, I'm not saying they're going to be good or bad. I. So let me just tell the audience what's going on. So, Demonze is when we're done with the show driving to the airport. Are you okay with us going down this road? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Driving to the airport, pick up his beloved girlfriend from the airport, oh. who is going to be in New York for the next. 30 days <laughs> and uh i she's a wonderful young woman i i think you that guys you guys are great i also know that you guys have been long distance for quite some time yeah and you're now not only going to be together for the next month but also you know in new york when, in new york and it, living together for the next month yeah not here elsewhere uh and so i'm just curious mentally are you prepared <laughs> for this is there anything i can help you with <laughs> any advice you feel like you need from me or you know any of the crew because you are the youngest on the crew yeah you're also a lot of us are married or in serious long-term relationships you're in this long distance relationship that's now all of a sudden about to become zero distance relationship. Yes, you're gonna be you're gonna be sleeping in the same room, living in the same uh, Airbnb yeah. for 30 days. I'm just curious your level of anxiety. Um, no, I think um, I'm pretty anxiety free. Really? Yeah. Just excited about it. Yeah, I think it's gonna be cool. Okay. It's gonna be great. So you don't want any you don't want any advice. From no, pops I mean, here. I feel like, uh, I mean, what, what, what advice do you think that you could give me off the top? Like, oh, well, I mean, what, what couldn't I give you? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, you know, there's a lot. I just, but if you don't want it, I don't want to, I don't want to force no, it. No, I, I think that if there's something that you think that I could potentially oversee or like something that you think that I don't tend to. Oh, listen, I think that there's that I, I think I'm clean. Your hygiene is not an issue. Your cleanliness <laughs> is not an issue. Uh, I think that just always remember before you get too irritated, there's no, there's no, no rule against, Hey, I'll be right back. Just taking a little walk around the block, <laughs> seeing like, do I really want to argue about this? Like that, that's always useful. Remembering that, uh, because you live in New York, the cool stuff about New York, that is not that unique to you is pretty unique to her. Yeah. So like, Hey checking out a museum hey you want to just walk around central park yeah those types of things a lot of ways in new york to have fun without spending money yeah that you that you know what i mean that you can engage in and then there's the non-relationship factor of this which is my secondary question here which is how you think you're going to be able to handle getting to work on time <laughs> when instead of getting to work you just have to walk upstairs <laughs> you now have to get here from you know where your airbnb is and i just curious do we need to like push back the podcast start time <laughs> or or do you think you're going to be okay because whatever you say here we're going to hold you to <laughs> oh gosh so this is like i feel like this is like the the whole betting situation mm -hmm. uh but uh 
No, I think that since I normally wake up at eight for the podcast, mm-hmm. I think it will be perfect. The Airbnb is about 20 minutes away from here, 20, mm-hmm. 25 minutes. Yeah. I think that it takes me 20 minutes to get here. Mm-hmm. That's I get here by 820, but obviously I'm not waking up and heading straight here. As long as I'm ready by 845, you know, uh-huh. nine o'clock, I'll get here on time. And I think that it'll actually be in a way better for me. Really? Not, uh, not Okay, not better. There's no way it's better than sleeping directly downstairs. Uh-huh. But I, I think it'll make the mornings make me a little bit even more active by the I, time I get here. I think uh, that's correct. Podcast. I just want to make sure I have this right. We don't have... No, no, no. I just want to make sure I have this part right. If, make sure I understood it. When, when you do the podcast from 20 feet away, <laughs> you get up at 8. Yeah. And your plan when you're doing the podcast from a different <laughs> borough is to still get up at eight. Did I hear that correctly? You did hear that Okay, I'm sure, I'm sure that's gonna work out. <laughs> swimmingly. I love it. I love it. I yeah, I usually do the podcast literally right beneath where it's done. <laughs> now I'm doing it from uh, you I'm, know from across a bridge. So I figure wake up around the same time. First of all, I figure I'm, it's still same thing. I, I that's what I'm, I'm not backing down a at all. Okay. Because first of all, uh-huh. Yeah, I, I wake up at eight. Uh-huh. But realistically, if I w- it, not if I, if I wanted to, I could wake up at nine. It, it doesn't take me that long to get ready. Uh-huh. Like the thing, me being awake at eight is just me waking up, yeah, and being you know active, having my mind ready for the podcast. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's not like that hour and a half is me downstairs getting done up, doing makeup. No, I putting- no. Don't get me wrong. I don't think you're doing extra prep. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm aware i understand <laughs> that you're not using that time to like let me really research these topics dude hold on I, so i am doing rundown stuff and uh-huh. i do gloss over yeah like, the things that are going yeah. on in the- no listen it'll be fun i'm excited for the whole thing um well, first podcast isn't until next wednesday so i've got a lot oh of yeah we, but yeah that it. is true uh best of show coming on the fourth of july so check that out that they they I saw the tentative rundown for the best of show and it said gonna have a ton of Demonze stuff and I'm like oh that's interesting I like what the producers think of the thing of me yeah. our hey, hey guys we need five of our best segments what are the ones where Nick talks the least in <laughs> let's put those in there and also players what are we down to players six and seven on our top fifty of the last fifty years those are coming out this Sunday on our continued countdown on the same podcast and YouTube feeds. We will talk to you guys next week. Have a wonderful 4th of July. See you guys then. What's right?